0: Okay, let's begin now because it only makes sense.
2: Hello and welcome to Frankie Sense and More. I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and today we have a great show for you. We're going to go to Karachi, Pakistan, and we're going to meet Aisha Chandragar. She started a nonprofit, the ACF. Nonprofit to rescue dogs and donkeys and cats in Pakistan. Later, Brent Marchand is going to join us. He is the Good Radio Network movie correspondent who comes every month. He's joining us a week early because of the American Thanksgiving next week. So, happy Thanksgiving to all of you because I'm sure we won't be talking to you. Uh, but first, we have a good news story to tell you. And as always, Frankie Sense is aligned with the United Nations Global Goals. And today is goal number 15, Life on Land. Fred Bai, who has for the past few months been telling you the good news story of the day, is no longer with us. He has learned all he can about live radio, radio where anything can happen and does often. Uh, He's moved on and we wish him all the best. So here is my good news story today. About three days ago in Toronto, and I have to say, this really does make me proud to be Canadian, Toronto subway riders came together to help a man who was late for a job interview. He was a young, um, sorry, there was a young Iranian immigrant, her name was Salma Hamidi, and she said that there was a young man, he was a Latino, who was standing in front of her and all of a sudden he threw down the skates that were in his hand, he sat down in front of her holding his head and repeatedly saying, oh God. And when a fellow passenger reached out next to her, there was a Russian man sitting next to him. And he said, is everything okay? And he said, no, I have a terrible headache and I'm running late for an interview. Well, that's when Salma offered him some Advil, and he thanked her, but he said he had nothing to take it with. Well, a Middle Eastern woman sitting next to him wearing a hijab, she took out of a, uh, she took a juice box out of her son's backpack, and she gave it to him, telling him that if he takes it now, that he'll feel better by the time he gets to the interview. Now there's a reason for me telling you everyone's nationalities. Uh, but the man then revealed that he was nervous. Well, being an employer, Salma assured him that everything would be okay. And she recommended that he not make any excuses at all, but rather simply say he's late and apologize. Well, when others on the train decided to help him prepare for his interview, too, the Russian told him to walk in confidently, tie your hair back, uh, and if you can. Uh, A Chinese teenager sitting on the other side of him handed him a hair tie, saying she had a million of them. The Muslim woman told him to smile a lot, as people are more willing to trust you if you smile. And when the man got to his station, they all wished him good luck in his interview. And Salma said at the end of this, she goes, "Now if that isn't the ultimate Canadian experience, short of a beaver walking into a bar holding a jar of maple syrup, I don't know what is." Well, she was so enamored and, and just so proud to be a Canadian that she wrote to one of the newspapers, and this just went viral across across the nation, and it really makes me proud to be a Canadian too, because it really is a Canadian experience. We're all about diversity, multiculturalism, and about, you know, how people can be together. And I think that's what it's all about. Ayesha Chandrakar, who's going to be coming up in a moment, she is a humanitarian, and uh, you will you will find out more about her just after the break. So stay tuned, stay close, don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back.
0: Heck no, we're just getting warmed up. Frankie Cents and more. will be right back after we pay the bills.
1: So last night, my husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating. Which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunk Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's Marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: To get the most nutrients, is it better to cook vegetables or to eat them raw? The answer is not black and white. Some nutrients in vegetables, like tomatoes, are actually enhanced during the cooking process. A study by Cornell University found that heat increases lycopene levels and makes it easier for the body to absorb this vital antioxidant. But research from Food and Nutrition Science found that raw vegetables contain higher levels of antioxidants. Cooking methods decrease water-soluble nutrients such as vitamin C and can rob vegetables an important nourishment for the body. The bottom line, whether vegetables are cooked or raw, you'll get more benefit and nutrition from the vegetables you eat than the ones you don't. Consuming five to nine servings of vegetables a day is the best approach. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
4: And we're back, and I'm sorry about our little... Pick up today, but that's okay because uh, we have a wonderful guest who's going to make it all up to you. Uh, Isha Sundragar is my guest today. She's a humanistic psychotherapist. She works pro bono with acid burn survivors, orphans, and those with disabilities. She's a former UK journalist. She's returned to Pakistan in 2013 to pursue her passion for humanitarianism uh, by creating documentaries. And instead, she ended up founding her own nonprofit, the Aisha Chandrigar Foundation. And she has an animal rescue foundation, which I, of course, you guys know animals are close to my heart. And I am so thrilled to have met her. Welcome, Aisha. Welcome. And I'm sorry about
5: what happened earlier. Hi, Frankie. That's all right. Thank you for having me on your show.
4: Oh, I'm so thrilled. I know that you have your own private practice as well, uh, but the ACF, the Aisha Foundation, how did this come about for you?
5: Well, this came about, actually, it was a long time in the making. I've been rescuing animals in Karachi, where I live, since I was a little girl, about five years old. So I always said to my mom and dad, to my entire family, that I'm going to have an animal farm one day. And in a country like ours, it's actually quite, it's always, you know, people just think it should stay a dream. And it Mm -hmm. wouldn't actually manifest into a reality. But um, I decided I'm just going to take the plunge and I'm going to figure it out. So I started the first animal rescue service in the country. And it's actually taken off really well. It was a very big risk. I did not know what I was getting myself into. But um, so far, so good. It's been tough, but it's, it's happening. And it, it was something I was always going to do. I mean, when I was little and I used to go to school and outside my car, I would see a donkey because we have donkey carts over here as well. And the owners, the donkey owners hit the donkeys uh, with with wooden sticks and whips and Aww. things like that. And it used to physically and emotionally depress me to, it used to pain me to such an extent that I can't really explain and just seeing stray dogs and cats on the street, and there was nowhere where where they could go, you know. It was always like, oh, it's stray animals. You can't do anything about it. And I I I, I don't understand that, you know, that kind of mentality where you say, oh, you can't do anything because you can always do something. Exactly. So um, I just thought, you know what, someone has to do something. So I decided to be that someone, I guess. Well, that's how it starts, isn't it?
4: You know, I mean, yeah. somebody takes the lead and, you know, to talk about, you know, Gandhi who says, you know, be the change you want to, you know, be in the world and yes, that's exactly absolutely. what he's done and, and really, um, you know, that's, that's fantastic and, and to, you know, just to quote, the brilliant man again, you know, he says that the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. And I think that's Absolutely. so telling. I, you know, I love donkeys, and I, I have adopted two donkeys myself. I have Sunshine and Apollo, and they're just adorable. And I'm I really so happy that you you know, are looking after them as well. And, you know, to be a humanitarian, I think it does take looking after everything, the animals and the people. And I love Definitely. how, you know, you look after the people too, Aisha. Tell us about, um, or tell the folks about, you know, uh, what you do for the disabled people and, and how uh, you, know, the, you have taken them into your into your foundation.
5: What I've done is uh, we because I'm a therapist and I, I, I work with animals so I was observing the way animals are I mean we have dogs on wheelchairs if you look at our Facebook page it's a very active page you'll see we have dogs we have um, we, we make these makeshift wheelchairs for our dogs over here this one lady in Karachi she actually helps me with that so she makes the wheelchairs and we uh, we get the dogs ready and we we actually put we, we do physiotherapy with our dogs and we put them on the wheelchairs and then we have three-legged dogs then we have dogs who have one eye you know we have cats who don't have an ear and one eye because someone threw boiling water on them Oh my! i mean God. we have these really crazy horrible cases of animal abuse we have puppies whose tails have been cut off you know we have we have all sorts of cases that come in and they're disabled but they're so happy our three-legged dogs are some of the happiest the fastest runners in the shelter are the three-legged dogs and the biggest bullies. So, you know, and, and they don't realize they are disabled. And mm-hmm. I love that. I think that is just so incredible that they are so empowered that I thought I need to, you know, animals are the best example to, or, or the best medium by which I can show that to humans. And so what I did was I invite people with disabilities from different uh, institutes over here to the shelter. I've actually worked in a lot of them, volunteered in a lot of these institutes when I was younger. Uh, when I was in school, I've, I used to do this kind of work all the time and, and with with orphans, with uh, people with disabilities. So I've invited them all in. I uh, do therapy with uh, acid burn survivors. So I, I had also employed an acid burn survivor to work over there. And what she said to me was just so powerful. She said to me, you know, I because she didn't have her face was somewhat melted off and she didn't have an ear or an eye and any hair on her head because her husband had thrown about four bottles of acid on her so she was she she had told me she was melting like a candle and she used to go out completely wrapped up and she wouldn't want anyone to see her face and i worked with her for two years and i said you know what Why, why why don't you come and try working at the shelter and mm-hmm. see what it's like. And uh, you then saw her in jeans and a T-shirt. And she was, you know, working with the animals. And she just said to me one day that, you know, when I go out on the streets, everyone stares at me like I'm a monster. But over here, the animals love me because they don't see what's on the outside. They love me for what they see on the inside. Mm-hmm. So through that, you can really realize what unconditional love is. And I know it's a very healing experience for mm-hmm. a lot of these people who come by, who've had very traumatic lives. When you see an animal giving you don't. because the thing the beauty about animals is that they don't care what you look like, what you do for a living or anything. They just want to play and have fun and love you and get love back. And it's so simple. They're the simple things in life. So I think that's very healing when you can go back very, to the basics. Yes. What Let
4: me ask you something. How you? many acid burn victims are there?
5: I mean, is this really common? Um, well, there's a there is a foundation here that actually helps them with reconstructive surgery. So I had got in touch with them to do that therapy for them. Uh, there are quite a few, actually. Yes, in Karachi uh, and then in other parts of the country as well. They had been a lot of laws in place now, you know, to, to prevent these things to happen. But otherwise, uh, previously, it's as easy as buying a bottle of acid for less than a dollar. Wow. And, and, and why yeah, they, and
4: why? Like, why would a husband, like, why would they choose to disfigure somebody so horribly?
5: Um, I don't, I think it's it, it has a lot to do with illiteracy. It has a lot to do with resentment, with hatred, with um, being very unhappy with yourselves and your situation, because you'll see a lot of this happens in the slightly, in the more lower-income in income areas. So there's a lot of drug abuse over there, alcohol abuse. There's a lot of uh, these sort of issues that go on. And um, it's mostly the men who disfigure the women. Right. So you'll see a lot of this happening over there. So, I mean, every woman, honestly, she has her individual story. I've actually come across a few men who've been uh, victims as well of wow, such a, that's, of, that's of trauma. So. No, and, and I have to say, I mean, you're the,
4: absolutely it's, stunning. And it must be very difficult for somebody who's so disfigured to, and I don't say this in a mean way, but just, I mean, you are so beautiful, Aisha, that, that you know, when they work <laughs> with you, it must, they must feel so um, jealous, maybe,
5: do you think? Do they ever say anything? Yeah, that uh, that actually does happen. I think that would that would actually happen with, with, with anyone who has a face, who has skin that isn't, you know, mm-hmm. melted off, or mm-hmm. who has their full face uh, intact. And, yes, there has been a lot of that that has come up, uh, and we've sort of channeled that, channeled that into something positive. So we've kind of seen, okay, you know, because I've been very honest, and I've been like, yes, you know, I do look like this. I do have hair, hair on my head. You know, my eyes are there, my lips are there, my nose is there. I look exactly how I look, and it, 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 I'm just going to, it sucks for you. It sucks that you look the way you look, and mm-hmm. yes, you do look like a monster. So I've been very honest. I'm not going to lie mm-hmm. and say, oh, no, but, you know, you are beautiful. Just mm-hmm. look in the mirror, because that, that's not being genuine. That's and I think the, the I mean, I took yeah, a risk, and fair. I think being genuine, and I think they appreciated that, and yeah. then we could actually laugh about it. And right. they, it kind of allowed them to embrace what they're like. I mean, I wouldn't say this worked with everybody, but whoever I did work with, and who I was honest with, and we spoke right. like this, um, I did work. A lot of them come for maybe one session of therapy, and then they would leave because it you you hit too close to home, because right. they're not used to talking about their feelings. Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes they. You know, it, it's, it's too much. This is what I've seen with a lot of people here. It's too much to get into feelings. You know, yeah. we need to stay on the surface. So the few uh, women who actually ventured forward to try to get to grips with what happened... We have brought this up, and it's it's once once it's out there in the open between the two of us, then we can laugh about it, we can talk about it, and we're more honest about it. So I think that does make a significant difference.
4: And the animals are certainly just a wonderful friend to have for somebody like that. Like you said, there's no judgment, no judgment. It's no judgment
5: long. whatsoever. Too Absolutely, and, and, and so. When, when you started the, the, your foundation, how did you start to
4: raise your money? It's a nonprofit, So how did you tell people, how did you start to raise money? There's other people listening and they want to do this. Uh, tell them how, how it started.
5: Um, honestly, it started with a Facebook page, and there were five what people who Facebook liked it. Page,
4: so in case people want to go I will, there and look at it.
5: I will. Um, in fact, I'll just send it to you. It's called ACF Animal Rescue, or it's the inter- it's, it's the full name of the foundation. Okay. So if you just type that in, it'll it'll come up, and you can see all our work on there. So it's a very active Facebook page. In in, in fact, we use it for rescues as well. So mm-hmm. I'll give you a brief idea as to what we do. We I started this in 2013. So I registered the NGO. Um, made it legal, did all the paperwork, everything that had to happen. And I honestly didn't know where to go from there. So I knew there was um, a kind of a shelter. There was a a sort of a property that was used as a shelter, but it was abandoned and it wasn't really being used as as such. So I uh, went to the people who owned it and I said, look, I want to run this place for you. And I know a lot of people who have I spoke to this about said you're crazy and you know, it's never gonna happen. You can try but you'll fail and what's the point? And I was like, you don't know me. I'm a very stubborn person. Mm-hmm. If I want something, I get it. So, I, and I am like that. I'm quite stubborn. So, I just I took over. I had a few savings when I came back from London. Okay. So I used whatever little money I had, and I would just and I I was working on documentaries at the time. So whatever I got, I would be the one sort of uh, funding the organization at the time. So I had just about ten dogs, perhaps, and I got a vet who worked with me for free. Aisha, so we're going to go uh, a commercial right? break in
4: just a moment. Okay. Let, let's hold our right. thought. Karina, uh, maybe you can just tell me how, how far away we are. But I, uh, everybody, if you're listening, I don't want you to go away. I want you to stick around and stay tuned for, for more of the Aisha Chandragar Foundation and Saving Animals in Pakistan. I think it's just phenomenal what she's doing. And maybe go to her Facebook page while while we're waiting over our commercial break.
0: just getting warmed up. Frankie Sents and more. will be right back after we pay the bills.
3: Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing. More joy and less judgment. You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: Whether you are a man, woman, boy, or girl, lifting weights is an important component to your exercise program. Lift says that challenging your body with different exercises and routines helps keep your workout interesting and effective. Make sure that when you're lifting weights, you are working to fatigue or failure to get the most benefits. When lifting weights, reaching failure means that you could not possibly do one more rep your muscle has failed. Fatigue means you can barely do one or two more repetitions and keep your good form. If your workout is too easy and you're not reaching failure or fatigue, it's time to lift heavier weights. Be aware that your form is vital and reaching fatigue or failure is much more important than hitting a certain number of repetitions. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
4: And we're back at Frankie More. I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and today my guest is Aisha. She is the founder of the ACF, that's the Aisha Chandragar Foundation, and it's a nonprofit that helps rescue animals in Karachi, Pakistan. So how, we were talking just before we went to break about how, how you started and, and how you're you know, beginning to raise some money and, and how other people might do that. Um, how, how large are you now?
5: Okay. All right. Um, well, I'd like to say this much. We've been very, very lucky because uh, when I started, it was almost like... Hello? Hello. Okay. I can hear you. Yes. I think you're good it's now. Go i again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was just saying, when I started, I thought there was going to be no one to help me, but the mm-hmm. generosity of our people in Pakistan is... Uh, somebody to start this. And I started this alone, but ever since I started three years ago, there have been so many people who've come forward to help. And that's the only way we've got from one place to another. Yeah, is the
4: younger people that help you, or do you find
5: that there's you know, older it's, people? It is actually all sorts of people. It's it's everybody. I mean, I have come across so many people, and it's it's, it's mostly private donors. Uh, mm-hmm. So, there are people who are CEOs of major corporations over here, and they've got in touch with me separately and they've said, We want to help out. You know, although we don't really fit into a lot of uh, the CSR programs that, all, that corporate companies have over here, but p- people themselves who work at these companies, who own these companies, have come forward and said, We would like to help you. And then we have so many individuals in Pakistan who love animals, and they will go out of their way to come forward and help. And it's just because, you know, maybe I've just provided that platform for people, but it is people, it's the donors who kept this whole project going. And I'm so surprised because so many people have come forward to help out. So I think the biggest thing that I would tell people to, if anyone would like to start something like this, it's about being transparent with your work. And being very honest about what you do, so I think I mean when when I post on the Facebook page, I the the way it started getting people interested was that I would post a picture of a dog who was in a very bad condition, and then I'd post an after picture when the dog had been treated, and you know was doing a lot better. So people knew the money was going to good use. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm working the biggest with, with thing. one vet or many vets. We have a team, we have two assistants, we have an accountant, uh, we have a lawyer who helps us pro bono uh, with different legal matters and all, and then we have uh, two drivers, we have two ambulances, we've just built, we're, we're building a, a beautiful, huge shelter over here right now, 2,000 square yards, which again, the donors have helped us with, we wouldn't be able to do this without... Uh, you know any of the people who are helping us so i uh, yeah it's it's actually it's gone from one vet and me to a team of about 15 people
4: that's so fantastic far. good for you and not only are you rescuing animals and and taking them and and helping them with with you know their injuries but you're you also have a spay neuter campaign so that yes um, we do you know, they don't continue to breed and have this problem in your country
5: Absolutely, and
4: that's
5: what we, uh, yeah, and actually a lot of people are really good over here because people get in touch with us and and say we have, you know, these many stray dogs in our area. Can you please come and pick them up and, you know, stay neuter and release? So that's what we do. So we will pick up uh, because there are shootings of stray dogs in Pakistan. It happens quite often. Mm -hmm. But because now people have become so aware and that there's a place where they can go, to sort of help out these animals. So now there's hope in the country. And when there's hope in the country, honestly, Pakistanis can do anything. And they're really good like that. So they'll come forward. They'll say, come and pick up uh, animals, dogs from this area can you please spay and neuter them we we'll, we we pick up maybe 10 dogs at a time and currently we're not doing that because we're building a new place so until the new place is not ready, uh, we've stopped that for the last three months, otherwise it's been a very active uh, program that we're doing so we're going to restart that again in December when the new shelter is up and running but what we do is we'll uh, we'll pick up the dogs, we'll spay them, we'll neuter them, we'll keep them for two weeks for the post-operative care and then we will uh, attack them and we will release them into dog-friendly areas. And by dog-friendly, I mean that we will make deals with, you know, the, the, the tea shops over there and different little you know the 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 little shops we have in karachi basically where they sell food and all and we'll make a deal with them to to, to give the dogs scraps and mm-hmm. let you know and, and give the dogs water and let them live over there because stray dogs from what i've seen they like being open they like that vagabond lifestyle and they and they, a lot of them don't like being confined to a shelter because they want to be open they want to go around so if they're in a safe space and we keep an eye on them uh, in general we, we, we know where all our release dogs are actually so I mean it works out quite well in that way are so tagged? that's how I are
4: they Are they or have some sort of a chip in them?
5: We uh, we tag them and we also put collars on them. So we have these bright red collars. This uh, program is still fairly new in the city, mm-hmm. and people are getting used to it. But I mean, slow and steady. It's it it has picked up quite a bit. And, you know, we are advertising that when we do release an animal, it is in this area. And the people of that area know that these animals are not aggressive. They don't have rabies. In fact, till today, we've rescued over a thousand dogs. And I have never come across a dog with rabies in my life. Well, so far. So I I don't know where this rabies thing is, but I haven't come across any dog with rabies Mm -hmm. so far. But, you know, this is just to tell people.
4: Do you find that that, uh, there's people who still want to adopt them, too?
5: Yes, we actually have a lot of people over here who are willing to take in dogs and cats. And we actually had a woman come to us recently and she said, I would like to adopt a kitten who needs help, who has some kind of disability and who needs a home. Mm-hmm. And she took home a kitten who had a fractured ankle and who yeah. would always walk w- with a limp. But okay. she took her home and she, and, and she actually sent me a picture recently and the kitten is doing really well. So, you know, we have we, we do have people like that who come along and and if we post pictures of animals who Um, you know, are severely ill or something. We have our regular donors who just without even asking me, they'll just put money into the foundation account and they'll say, I've sent this much money for this dog. Please take care of it. So I think it's more about people start having faith in you. And I think the biggest thing is they start trusting you. So I make it a point to have that relationship with my donors and to keep all the work very transparent. So that's why the Facebook page is very active. Uh, in that regard, just so if anybody does give money, it's my responsibility to use it the way they expect me to use it.
4: Right. And the animal abuse. Um, do yes. people get charged at all with animal abuse?
5: Um, no, not no. in Karachi, at least it doesn't happen. I was recently told this uh, that there is a fine that you need to pay and your, your donkey is taken away from you in Punjab. I heard that this happens in another province. But in Karachi, uh, there is no such law or, or anything. So, I mean, the, the, the only way it's, it's, you know, people are doing something now is that they know that if they find an animal who has been abused, they can give us a call and we can come and pick up the animal and we'll fix up the animal. But and there there, there is nothing as. That's right. No, Aside no. from beating the no, donkey, we I know we're here at the donkey sanctuary.
4: One of the biggest abuses for them is that their feet aren't, aren't clipped because they need to have that done. Yes.
5: Yes. Uh, and a lot of uh, the donkeys we find, actually, they all have the same injury. They all have a broken ankle because Mm. the load that is put on their back it's put in such a terrible way because if you see i mean we've we worked with a lot of donkeys we also do donkey camps where we go around karachi and we give free medical treatment, food and water to uh, donkeys in different areas, and we educate the owners uh, a little bit as to how to take care of the donkey. so it's become a very popular thing that we're doing over here, and donkey owners are very receptive so but what we notice with the disabled donkeys is that they all have their ankle broken in a certain way, and wow. that's just because of overloading and you know and then it just gets to a point where they end up collapsing. Because they can't handle the load. And to be honest, the donkey owner, yes, the donkey owner is to blame. But because there is no, you know, they are illiterate, most of them, they they don't understand the concept. And there's no one there to guide them about it either. There are no laws in place as such. And there's no one to give them a guideline as to this is how you do it. So I think this is where... ACF comes in where we're also trying to explain to them that if your if your donkey is your only source of money and you know it 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 helps you in every way as your Absolutely. job, you need to take care of your donkey like that. As equipment,
4: well. let alone that exactly. animal, you know, it, it, yeah. it's a piece of business machinery for them or equipment that yes. needs to be looked after.
5: So this is how we explain it to them, and and it it seems to be working. Um, slow and steady, it's a very slow progress, but just recently we had a story of this one dog who had this massive maggot wound on his back, it's huge and uh, our tanker's over here so the tanker guy so, um, I forgot I what I was back. saying right, so I was saying so one of our, uh, our our tanker guys, he actually gave my manager a call to come and rescue this dog and this tanker guy was in a, a water tanker guy basically he brings water, he comes and fills our, our tank and he does not like animals, especially dogs, but he saw this dog getting beaten up and he stopped the dog from getting beaten up, the story was actually picked up by the local newspaper here as well and after we posted this and um, he called our manager who immediately went and picked up the dog and the dog was at the, was at our shelter then, so and I'm just saying it's a very small example, but now the general public over here is also becoming very aware of animal abuse and how it's a really terrible thing, and there is a place where you can send the animal to be okay.
4: That's wonderful. I you know, I applaud you for the work that you're doing. I really do, and I think it's it's incredible, and it's heartwarming to know that there's people like you in the world who really want to make a difference and have stepped up to make that difference. We are going to go to another commercial break in just a moment, but... Um, if you want to uh, see Issa's Facebook page, you can go, it's her name, or go to the Good Radio Network on Facebook, and you can see a, um, a poster of her with her logo in her uh, Facebook site.
0: Heck no! We're just getting warmed up. Frankie Sense, and Moore will be right back after we pay the bills.
6: Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: When you lift weights, you want to attain significant results. Remind yourself to slow it down. A common exercise mistake is to rush through your strength training exercises. When you zip through your routine, you will end up using momentum instead of muscle power and you will not achieve the results you are after. By zooming through your weightlifting, you are also at risk of getting an injury, whether it is torn connective tissue or muscles. Shape Magazine recommends that you take six seconds to perform each repetition, two seconds to lift the weight, and four seconds to lower it. Since you have gravity to help you lower the weight, you need to slow down even more in order to give your muscles a sufficient challenge. Slow it down and see your results speed up. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
4: we're back. (laughs) Welcome again to Frankie Sents and More. We are coming back to you. Um, My guest again is Aisha Shundragar from the ACF Animal Rescue. And speaking about animal rescue, Aisha, why don't you tell us about the rescue that you do have? Okay. Well, uh, we're just going to get Aisha back. And uh, coming up after her is Brent Marshall. He's our Good radio network movie correspondent. We're going to be talking about a couple of movies with him. I don't know if you've seen the new movies yet, but there are um, there's some good ones coming out and 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 coming up for over, I guess, the Thanksgiving season. Brent usually comes on at the end of the month, but he's coming on a little bit early so that uh, you guys can, and me and everybody else, well, not me because I already had Thanksgiving. I'm in Canada. We have Thanksgiving in October when there's actually a harvest. But uh, you will be able to celebrate your wonderful Turkey Day next week And maybe take your family to the movies And he's going to tell us about a few of those movies that are out now And uh, there you go My producer is trying to get Aisha back from the ACF animal
5: rescue Hi, I'm, I think back. I'm here Okay um, Yes, I'm back. I'm back So you are going to tell us about your rescue service Yes, I don't know where I left off actually I don't think you started. From my end, oh, okay. I guess I was just talking to myself. I was just saying that uh, we have a very active Facebook page, and we have uh, a a hotline number where uh, people give us a call and they'll message us on the Facebook page, and our rescue service will go all over Karachi picking up injured animals, Uh, cats, dogs, donkeys, eagles. All of them, like basically the stray population of the city, because the point for me is to help those who are forgotten in society, and they are the ones who are forgotten the most. So we pick them up and we bring them back and we fix them up, and then we 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 keep a lot of them. the The paralyzed dogs get physiotherapy and wheelchairs. The three-legged dogs stay with us. The blind cats and blind dogs stay with us. They actually get very used to the shelter. So our rescue service is actually very active. So all the animals you'll see on the Facebook page, I hope everyone goes and sees it, and the ones you'll see at the shelter as well, they are all at the shelter because people have called us to come and pick up the animal and save its life. And then people have donated money to for us to save that animal as well. So it's kind of a joint effort. It, it, it's honestly not just me. It's, it's It's a lot of people doing it together. And that's how ACF is actually moving forward. That's, That's
4: fantastic. All. Um, Aisha, please, everybody, go to the Facebook page, the ACF Animal Rescue Facebook page. Uh, you'll find her there. I'm going to post it on the Good Radio Network website, www.thegoodradionetwork.com website. Uh, by tomorrow, you'll be able to find her as, uh, as well as um, the the uh, podcast of, of this show. She'll be there. And we wish you all the best all the best. Thank, thank you. you so much again for all that you're doing for the animals. We really appreciate it.
5: Thank you for and having me on your show. I really appreciate that.
4: Thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, coming up next, Brent Marshall is with us. He is the Good Radio Network movie correspondent. And he, as I said, is here this week instead of next week because next week he'll be having Turkey Day.
6: <laughs> Hi, Brent. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you?
4: Good. So what movies are
6: we going to be talking about today?
4: Sorry? The movies?
6: Hello? Hello? Can
4: you hear me? I'm
6: here. Yep. (laughs) I asked you what movies we're going to hear about today. Oh, having uh, some wonderful films today. the, uh, two, the new science fiction movie, Arrival, which just opened mm-hmm. this past weekend, which is utterly terrific. I uh, really can't recommend it high enough. has a lot more to do than just uh, science fiction. has a lot to do with understanding our place in the universe and our, and our relation to uh, how our reality arises. Very thoughtful, very moving, um, beautifully filmed, very suspenseful. Can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, you know, another I saw movie? movie
4: last weekend, and I did really love the movie. Yeah, it? It really.
6: It's really yeah. Getting My a lot only, of you know what
4: I'm disappointed at, um, and, and it has nothing to do with the movie, really. It, it has to do with humanity, and why, when we think about having visitors who don't come in with their guns blazing, our response to that is to go to them with our guns raised. Yes. So disturbing to me that that's our first response. I mean, if they were here to kill you they'd be shooting at you or, or killing you like if they're not doing anything like why can't you give them the benefit of the doubt and go with arms you know out instead of
6: guns out oh exactly well I, i've heard some ufo experts have supposedly said that's part of the reason why they haven't made themselves more visible to us because um, they're they're more afraid of us than we are of them they sort of yeah, look upon that. us as, as the kids with guns <laughs> we're horrible <laughs> we are we're horrible it makes me so ashamed <laughs> This, is, this one's really worth seeing because it, 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 it speaks it's on so many movie. different levels.
4: And I love Amy Adams anyway.
6: Yes. Yeah, and she's terrific once again. Uh, another movie that's it's somewhat in the same vein in terms of helping us understand our place in the world and how our reality emerges is the action-adventure film Doctor Strange, which has been very quietly receiving a lot more attention than I ever expected it would um, beyond, uh, you know, just the... the Action adventure comic book hero fans, um, they certainly will love it, but people who are interested in seeing something a little more substantive that's also got an action theme to it, I think will really like this picture a lot. Um, terrific special effects, lots of great humor, very thoughtful material, <clears throat> and it's all done in a context that gives you a rollicking thrill ride on top of it. So that's another one that I really recommend highly. Um, on a more personal level, um, a movie that's been very quietly getting a lot of attention is a film called Moonlight, which, mm-hmm. uh, independent production, uh, has to do with the, it's a three part story telling, uh, the odyssey of a young man who was growing up, uh, both African American and gay. And, uh-huh. it's in many ways being seen as kind of a groundbreaking film for that particular community because it's a subject that has not always been addressed very deeply or very seriously within uh, the African-American film community. This Mm -hmm. is a really thoughtful, powerful, sensitive, and yet very candid look um, at that particular um, situation, and I really can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, and somewhat similar to that, there's also the film Loving, which has just opened up, which um, chronicles the um, actual story of an interracial couple that uh, took on laws prohibiting interracial marriage back in the American South during the 1950s. Um, it's interesting in that it's a, uh, a really big story, but it's brought down to a very personal level. And features terrific performances by the, the two leads, um, showing that these are just two people who wanted to be able to get married, live live their lives, have a family. Uh, so what if they were of different races? But you know, the views back at, at that time, it was not seen. Um, very favorably in a number of the states in the American South. And uh, this tells their story about how they ended up taking on the system to get their right just to be married to be legitimized.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's a powerful story. And it really, a you know, long time to coming, really. And, and still, it, you know, there's places where uh, it's not accepted or acceptable. Oh, and-
6: well, it's interesting too because actually, those that particular kind of story was cited as um, one of the um, keys to opening up, like the gay marriage issue in the U.S. as well. Uh-huh. Uh, saying, "Well, at one time you used to prohibit people from different races from marrying. Why should you prohibit people from the same sex marrying as well?" So right. it, it's a, it's a really a groundbreaking story, groundbreaking film as well. Uh, a film that's currently wrapping up its run in theaters Getting ready to go to DVD very shortly Is a delightful Swedish comedy Called A Man Called Ove, Which has to do with um, An elderly person Trying to discover Whether or not they still have a purpose in life Whether they have a place in the world um, When everything starts falling apart for him He thinks maybe he should just Cash it in and go join his deceased wife But every time he tries to commit suicide Something always gets in the way That keeps him from doing it
4: that's funny. I'm sure that's a really Earth, funny Earth. movie.
6: <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's one that's more, one we're seeing as well. And the last one is uh, a movie that's uh, on DVD now. Uh, it's a, a okay. joint uh, Polish and French co-production called The Innocents. Which uh, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but basically it's a story that takes place in a convent in Poland at the end of World War II, where a number of the one a number of the nuns mysteriously end up being pregnant. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, but the thing is there's a deeper purpose to what the pregnancies are all about, and I won't spoil the movie. No, and this
4: is on DVD already. Yes, it is. Okay. All right, that sounds great. I love it you know I, you know when i think back about all the movies that have come out recently and and you know what's what's going to be coming up for christmas is there, is there some good ones going to come out for that there's season as
6: well? Lot, yeah, there's a lot of movies coming up. Uh another, a new science fiction movie called The Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a new um uh, spiritual um metaphysical outlook film called um Collateral Beauty with Will Smith. Oh wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's the musical La La Land, which looks delightful. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, great. Uh, the family drama Manchester by the Sea, which is a leading contender for possibly best actor and best picture. Who's that? Who's the lead in that? Uh, Casey Affleck and I, his co-star like Michelle yeah, Williams. I and they're both being touted as, as Oscar contenders for that. So, wow. So there really is a lot of stuff that's getting ready to come out. And I'm hoping that the quality level keeps up to what this, what this year's award season has been like so far, because it's really been quite good.
4: So, so far, you know, you and I both love the movies, so and we go see a lot of movies. What, what would you say your favorite movie has been this in 2016 so far?
6: I would say Arrival. I, if Not Arrival Moonlight, those I think are the two really strongest films I've seen this year. Wow. Interesting. And they're both out now, so go see them.
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, you know, um, <laughs> this has been a challenging day, challenging show for us at The Good Radio. We've we lost our internet and we lost our our. our Our guests and and all kinds of things. But uh, I want to thank each and every one of you for sticking around and and for continuing to listen to us each and every week. And, Brent, we always enjoy having you come and talk to us about the movies that are going to be coming up. And I do wish you a happy Thanksgiving and a wonderful turkey day with you and yours. (laughs) And we're going to see you back, I think, on December the 8th to talk about the Christmas movies. Yes. And that's going to be a wonderful time because you know it's a time when families get to go and see movies together, uh, enjoy you know watching videos at home or going to the actual theater. so world.
0: <laughs> Now you'll be the one way to make me smile Make me smile